right, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. My name is Ebony, and I'm actually doing another video. Uh, trying to get back into the podcast, so welcome back to DMT's Espresso That. It's 50 minutes or less. We'll have a topic that is trendy, trending, or on my heart and mind. And of course, as I said previously, I'm actually trying to finish up some topics that I had for uh, Black History Month. And so I'm just actually going through a series of videos that are actually double as a uh, podcast uh, audio. Um, so pardon if <laughs> I'm a, a little out of uh, out of practice for uh, doing the actual video part of things, but uh, I kind of upgraded, right? I've kind of I've got a mic. Uh, right. Uh, trying some new things. Uh, I am actually on a clubhouse. I have a club called Different Mug Talk, which is the well title of this podcast, but also uh, do, trying to jump in to some coffee house chatting that is live. So with that plug, welcome back. And so we are talking today about uh, some commentary. Uh, I watched a 20 minute video called The Secret of Selling the Negro. Uh, it was a 1954 uh not really film uh but it was a uh it was a video you can find on youtube uh hopefully I, I have the link actually uh put into the uh, description but uh the secret of selling the negro uh, 1954 was narrated by uh robert trout uh, he was, or host uh this was actually um Put together by Johnson Publishing Company, and if you don't know who Pub uh, Johnson Publishing Company Incorporated is, uh, these are this is the publishers of the the magazines and the and the wonderful black excellence that we know coming out of Ebony, Tan, Jet, and Hugh. So Johnson Publishing Company um, is basically putting together this twenty one point twenty two minute uh, film. And so I want to set some context on uh, kind of the importance of what was going on in the time, uh, because if you're looking at it now, you're like, what is this? And here's the kind of commentary that I want to bring to you is that um, this film, right, was uh, basically produced and, and, and pushed out in 1954. So what was happening then, right? You're, you're having, um, you had the decision of the Supreme Court uh, for Brown versus Wade education, right? Um, you had, right, one of the first... Uh, big cases that struck uh, a one-two punch to Jim Crow laws. Um, also in here, you also have a uh, the start and real struggle coming from the civil rights movement. Uh, so it's a very interesting thing that this was a production that was released uh, that was meant to basically challenge the fundamental ideas of uh, consumer goods and manufacturing supplying to uh, African-Americans during that time. And the unfortunate part is that um, most people are like, well, this is a movie. Actually, it was supposed to be using as an educational piece uh, in, you know, marketing. Uh, so I think we often, when you find stuff like this, I know the first time I saw it, I was like, what is this? Why did someone put this together? It is, it is quite, um, who needs to be told that African-Americans are consumers <laughs> in, in, in a, in this American market, and they 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 openly buy homes and certain things, and so I had to watch it again. So I I did watch it again uh, about mid February, and so this is kind of the things I I looked for 
because uh, this film in and of itself, uh, this educational product of the time was actually meant to dispel those misconceptions about African Americans and then actually put into existence that they are they are a, a a significant portion of the buying power of America, which at the time was considered to be at least fifteen billion dollars in spending. So here's the important part for me, because if you know anything about Johnson Publishing Company, uh, it's it was interesting how this was put forward uh, when you start talking um, Johnson himself, right? Uh, you're trying to work within corporate America. And at the time, I, I knew that there are such companies like Johnson and there's a few other flourishing uh, companies, but you're going up against a whole side of corporate America that had an untapped market in African-Americans, right? You had them, uh, you had a certain thought about how they're buying as a consumer and, and that they're not buying name brand or things that would be the equivalent of uh, the counterparts of the same tax bracket or the same uh, socioeconomic status. Um, so it, depending on where you were in America, um, companies weren't too friendly to sell to African-Americans during that time. So uh, you had to put into context when this was being released and, and rather for training. Uh, is basically this particular training tool was not meant to be confrontational, right? It was actually meant to uh, put down the blatant racism, right? Uh, put into motion an understanding of the actual facts about what was what is uh, the conglomerate in buying power, $15 billion dollars, of the African Americans in the 1950s, in the 1950s era, so uh, this is kind of set in the context. Um, this is a, it was a great watch, right? It's only 21 minutes, so I would definitely advise. So you could kind of get an understanding of uh, the capitalism, the uh, buying power, the economic awesomeness that uh, African Americans, even at that time, uh, was mistakenly being um, believed to not have uh, marketable. Uh, contributions to the consumer market. So things I would want to address, right? Some of the things that this training tool, this video was trying to do at the time, right? So dispel mistaken ideas or outdated ideas about how African-Americans were at that time, Negroes were living. Um, you'll hear, there's multiple times where you just hear the term the Negro. Um, and so this, I thought it was, again, interesting that uh, you had to, it had to be said that Negroes live just like anyone else. It's like everyone. The Negro lived like everyone else. Uh, and that um, in this one, uh, they laid out that at least one out of every three Negroes owned their own home. Okay. Um, uh, they also put out, right, it was a point of uh, that they had to make that uh, Negro homebuyers makes their payments faithfully. Um, Negro, uh, Negro, excuse me, Negroes buy good brands and merchandise. So I took like notes. And so this was very interesting to me to talk about this new Negro market uh, was uh, by statistics at the time was at a record high. So this, this statistic that they're coming from was like, since 1939, there's been an increase of more than average American, the African Negro, right, has moved into the city. So one third of Negroes in the city made 2000 to 5000 dollars 
on an average wage, which was four times larger than any other household, which how they came to this marketing consumption and power of the dollar of saying that the Negro had a buying power of $15 billion. And then they even did more calculations, talking about the $3 billion spent on food, uh, how much money is being bought into on cosmetics and educating of Negroes uh, since college. And so there, I, was, I was quite astounded to see, um, like, one of the terms that was used was, like, uh, the Negro uh, was better educated since Negro college enrollment was up by 2,500% since 1930. Let me read that again. Better educated since Negro college enrollment was up by 2,500% since 1930. It's quite honestly, who does, who does percentages in 2,500%? I've never heard of things such as that, but this is what was being said in 1954. Um, something else I kind of picked up on was talking about the average uh, stability that uh, African-Americans were making in specific cities, uh, security stability of the money markets. So you had Chicago, San Francisco, Houston, Philadelphia, that had large percentages of these, what they're calling the legal families, moving into these cities and uh, opening up new markets to the consumer. Um, other markets that were of note, because I, again, I took notes, New, uh, New York City, Chicago, Philly, D.C., Baltimore, Detroit, New Orleans, Memphis, Birmingham, St. Louis, Atlanta, Houston, L.A., Cleveland. By golly. Um, <laughs> and so that you had this exodus of people. I, again, astounded, 21 minutes, so much stuff was happening. Uh, further notes of this, uh, on this commentary. Uh, I think with this video, I mean, at the time now, right, it looks rather uh, peculiar, it's clunky. Uh, we might not believe that it aged well, but um, it was very interesting that um, the Johnson Company uh, actually put out, right, you, you're giving to the free world uh, Negro habits or African American habits, consumer habits. Um, and at that time, you know, nobody might have known the worth of, you know, an African American's hard earned dollar. Um, I thought it was very, very interesting to put that into perspective because Johnson, in and of himself, uh, you know, running all of those great magazines, and I was a very, you know, I grew up on with my mom having like ebony in the house. Um, the advertisements that you could put into magazines and the things that uh, those uh, Johnson, you know, was actually doing from a consumer standpoint, you've got to think, you, you just open up a world of things uh, and money to the African-American community. So I, I think this was a very interesting way to, I guess, educate those advertisers, those money marketers, those, those people to understand that uh, by the economic standards, uh, African Americans were no different, and maybe in some respects, right? Because of you know, as you know, faithfully playing their 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 home payments, right? Their home buyer payments, uh, faithfully, right? Um, changing minds. So I want to say, like, the impact overall of this particular uh, video. If you look at it now, um, again, might be considered clunky and um, kind of out of date for what we would see things now but I'm just seeing it for what it was at the time it was made, right? So I'm thinking like advertisements, right? So you you shift the focus, right? You humanize and even, you know, push for a certain excellence of dollars uh, of African-Americans 
for advertising, right? They're now, you now have a new target of advertising and consumerism. Uh, number two of talking about impact is um, Johnson became wealthy. You've got to think how much money was now being pumped into uh, the Johnson Publishing Company uh, and making, you know, the Johnson Public Publishing Company more mainstream. Um, I'm just thinking about things of what? Black Radio, Essence, um, BET, things that we have now that uh, are stemming from some of these corporations that are making it um, trendy, right? You, you have to bring things in the mainstream in order to make that almighty dollar. And what I, what I kind of put before talking about uh, Johnson Publishing Companies uh, kind of releasing out to the wild uh, black consumer uh, habits. I don't think it had ever been done before in, in quite that way. So you had this new explosion, whether, you know, you take away the, the good or bad of it. Uh, publishing, uh, Johnson Publishing Company was directly involved in uh, providing right data on black consumer habits. Um, and also the fact, um, directly or indirectly, right, bad or good, uh, there this this need to make aggressive attempts to you know have those brand names those those things that needed to be explored but uh, for of course things are built on um, two sided coin uh, with the good of things of being able to now have African Americans buy into the mainstream um, consumer markets and not be uh, told to leave establishments based on the color of their, uh, color of their skin. Uh, you also got to think that now advertising was putting out a means of exploiting this new consumer market. Um, only things you, you'll see, right? Uh, Newports, Coke 45, other malt liquors, uh, certain things that have become now stigmas or stereotypes of uh, parts of the black community. Um, again, things are, you have to take the good with the bad and um, you kind of have to understand some of the branding that has been done. And so I will always say, Take a look at this. Uh, it is a very, very interesting uh, watch. And I hope you come back for the next topic. I will be doing it hopefully right after this one. So thank you again for listening in. Like, subscribe, keep on clicking buttons, and I will eventually upload my videos. But I'm glad you came back for this talk. I will see you next time. Send peace, love, positivity, and good vibes. Have a great one.